0: All right, guys, we're back at it. Are you ready for your brains to? Okay, actually, they won't hurt that bad. Ken made my brain hurt really bad prior to coming into this because we are critical thinking today. We're thinking about things, which is good, but how to improve that critical thinking. But let's go ahead and let's just jump into it.
1: You're listening to the PT Assistance Podcast with your hosts, Ken and Laura.
0: Thanks for
1: joining for another exciting episode. All right. So we're going to jump into a little bit of a, a story time about our topic today. So I've been thinking about ways to improve myself as a therapist. And for me, I feel like I have a lot of knowledge. I'm still kind of a new grad. I've only been practicing for like about two years now. But I have all the skills that I've learned in school still fairly fresh I was a technician for a couple of years before I went back to school. So I have this whole arsenal of different exercises in my head. But now the problem becomes to apply it. And we just did an episode on the bachelor's program for PTAs. If you want to go check mm-hmm. that out, we'll leave a link down below. Where skills like that are what they want to improve on. So what I did is I went to my PTs separate, actually, which now... Thinking about it in hindsight was probably a better idea because I got their their own opinions without feeding on each other. So that's the first move. therapist, I asked him, "Hey, um, I feel like I'm kind of bagged man. I don't really feel like I'm improving as a therapist, and for me personally, that's just difficult for me because I always want to wait. I always want to find ways to improve. I want to get better at what I'm doing. So I asked him." In my head, the way to improve were to get maybe better manual skills, to think still outside of the box. And one thing I don't really do when I've talked to other PTAs, what they do is they look at social media quite often. They see, oh, like there's different techniques, different reasons why they're doing different things, and then they pick and choose what they like to do, and then they start implementing those ideas. For me personally, I'm not a big social media guy. So I don't have that outlet.
0: I do find it funny that we are on a podcast and you're like, I'm not a big social media
1: guy. I'm just, yeah, I'm just not. I don't really. anybody who's seen my my personal Instagram, I have nothing posted. Like, I I just don't really do social media. I I still don't think I'm going to use it, but that's a whole other thing. So I asked him what are ways I can improve my manual skills that obviously don't involve social media? Is there are ways we can find time in the clinic to improve my manual skills, practice different things? And he's like, oh yeah, maybe we could, but we're getting busier. So finding time to do that would be impossible. And if we are slow, then I'm out marketing. So that's going to lead to option number one, which we found online. You recommended, And I'm going to recommend to anybody else who's, looking at ways to improve their manual skills is physionetwork.com. So Laura, I don't know if you've ever been on this website.
0: I've heard of it. I have particularly not played around with it too much.
1: Uh-huh. So this was just this past week. So my, the extent of me playing around is just looking at the homepage, really. <laughs> and what's nice about it is that they have three different things you can look into. Either their research reviews, or they'll give you different research things that are conducted and they'll tell you what they say and the implementations of all that. They have a master class, which is just more knowledge-based, I suppose. And the last one, which is the one I was curious in was practicals. So they'll give you different body parts and they show how to do manual, how do you do instrument assisted, how to work on the nerves. So it's a lot more hands-on skills. And as PTAs, we don't really get a lot of that in the program. I don't feel like, Mm -mm. so I feel like this is another outlet for those who don't want to do social media. Again, I can't 100% recommend this to say it works because I haven't really used it too much. Again, I've only really played around with it, but it was a nice option other than I need to go to Instagram and follow a hundred different physical therapists and PTAs Mm -hmm. to figure out ways to improve my own manual skills.
0: Well, and the nice part about it, too, is like you said, it's got at least the area where it's got research back. Now, again, you have to do your due diligence of really reviewing that research and seeing if it's valid research or if there's questionable you know, motives behind the research. Um, but, you know, that's something that usually in social media, it's not provided. And so this does back up a little bit more of your treatment of why you're doing it, um, because you can always reference back to, hey, based off of this research article I found, this is something that I could do. So kind of using that, um, it was funny that you kind of brought it up, because um, me and my mom were discussing it today. She's like, I should use this word a lot more, is that um, clinically research, uh, clinically backed information, or clinically backed skilled Um, And so, or, you know, research backed, skilled uh, that you can provide. And so um, that is one thing if you're, that's my concern with using social media sometimes on at least manual or or techniques and that kind of stuff is because I'm like, yeah, that might like cool, but is it really backed by research? Is it really going to be productive or not? So um, I think that's cool that they have that option too.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. And there is a price to it and I just want to mention that real quick. So the practical side of things is eight ninety-nine a month. And the master class educational side is nine ninety nine a month. And that's billed annually. Nine dollars and ninety nine cents. So ten dollars a month.
0: Oh, sorry. I was thinking ninety nine dollars no, a no, month. No. I was like, well, whole no. what so we so Ten dollars a D- month for
1: just the knowledge and nine dollars a month for just the practical skills. Um, From what I've seen, a lot of it is like PTs doing demonstrations, talking about why they're doing what they're doing. So this is a good way to get an additional source of manual practice and visuals and understanding as to why things are done or any PTA looking to further their education there. Mm -hmm. So that's one option that I kind of looked up with one of my PTs. He recommended also, I want to say, modern physical therapy, which again, it's just another site. I looked into theirs and it was like five hundred dollars for three months, up to five thousand for like six months.
0: Uh, they gave me for and that. Just...
1: So yeah, that's what I said. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was
1: like, No, no, thank you. So you're like Let's the free pull, route. But... Yeah, I'm not not interested sure in oh, spending that much. That so much. The free route is social media, but like you said, Laura, a lot of that is with a grain of salt. It's what people have tried, and you're more than welcome to try it because. The PTAs I've talked to on how they feel like they've improved was a lot through social media, this other option, which I looked up with my PTs, physio network is backed up by research is conducted by PTs and they kind of walk you through what they're doing, what they're doing. And it's up to you, whether or not you want to implement them. And if your patients would benefit from this kind of technique. Mm -hmm. So this was kind of the whole conversation with one PT. So he was helping me look into practicing my manual skills. Now, I brought my question to my next PT. He came in, he sat down. I was like, okay, I just want to talk to you for a sec. I posed him the same question and was like, I want to feel like I'm improving as a PTA. Told him the same thing. I feel like I know a lot, but my, my problem personally is implementation. I don't know when to implement a certain exercise at a certain time. You can give me this whole protocol. Okay, like, hey, this is what I want them to do for the whole course. I can do that. No problem. But a big skill for PTAs is being able to think critically on your own and apply those things by yourself. And a Mm -hmm. lot of that does come with time. I don't think a lot of new grads can do this. If you can, kudos. Like all the props in the world because I don't think it's easy. And I talked to this PT and then asked him, hey, like what are ways I can get better at this? Mm. And and I told him about the whole practicals, Mm. manual skills, practicing, all that. And he said, don't do any of that. He said, this is an extremely slow growing field. Skills don't really change. Sure, they'll introduce BFRs, Sure, there's grasping and things like that. But this field doesn't really change. We ch- stick to what we know, soft tissue, MOBS, it's all the same. You see these new techniques on social media. A lot of it doesn't really work. A lot of patients look for validation that they have pain so if they come mm-hmm. in you start touching on a sore spot i was like oh you have a knot here you're touching it it's causing pain it's caught it's giving them that validation on why i have pain
0: that's why so many so times he, honestly when you're working on a patient sorry but um when ahead. you're working on a patient there's so many times let's be honest where you're like oh is that the spot right there like definitely for me I like i do a lot of soft tissue um i find benefit out of it I find that patients really respond well to it in most cases. So I am a, a fan of it. Um, and there's so many times where I'm working on it. And I'm like, oh, is that the spot? And they're like, you can feel it? And I'm like, yeah. And it helps to validate that, you know, they're feeling the same thing I'm feeling. And that someone's actually like, oh, yeah, this is there without me even or me being like, oh, Uh, the right side's worse today. Like, as I have, as I feel and I can feel that there, you know, there's a lot more tone in the right side versus the left side um, during palpation. And they're like, yeah, you can, you can feel the difference. And I'm like, yeah. And it helps to validate like, hey, what you're actually feeling, I'm feeling it too because you didn't even need to tell me. And patients, like you said, look for that validation. So it is big on just even just being able to validate. You're right.
1: So with that, it's not one way to really make yourself, at least the way I was kind of thinking and projecting my question towards him. It's not where he thinks I should spend my time. Mm-hmm. So he took it a completely different way. And actually now remembering as to how this came up, he, I was watching one of the videos on Physio Network on uh, manual therapy for the elbow. And he was just asking me what I was watching. So then I told him everything. So he said, don't do any of that. He said, if you want to improve as a PTA and improve your critical thinking skills, read one research article a week. He said, the more you read about research, the more ideas you'll get as far as approaches to a certain type of treatment. And the other side of that is everything you're doing is backed up by research. You know whether or not the research says it works and the research says it doesn't work. So those are the two different approaches I got. One was all for the manual skills. And the other one was all more towards continue your knowledge and your implementation will come.
0: Can I throw in a third? Go for <laughs> it. I think you got to do both. I don't. Um, not I, I don't necessarily... think.
1: See, that's the thing. I don't think either approach is wrong.
0: Yes, I don't think either approach. I think being well-rounded is appropriate. And but when it comes to critical thinking, which we're more discussing today, I don't think skills in manual is a is a critical thinking as much. Um, maybe besides the point of like, when should I be like, okay, this isn't working. This manual is not working. Which honestly, it's pretty easy to start figuring out because patients will say they have no benefit or relief from that manual skill. So. Like, those are pretty easy to figure out if you gotta switch up techniques for manual or ditch it all together. Um But when it comes to critical skill yep. thinking, I think like what he said, you know, challenging yourself is really, in my opinion, one of the best ways is thinking outside the box, getting feedback from other people of like, hey, I noticed so-and-so doing this, like what's your your thoughts on that? Or um, can I watch you do an eval and watch them process through sometimes? Definitely if you're a new grad. Honestly, you're watching evals in new grad. You get to see the works. You get to ask questions. Um, most people, PTs love that you're, you're wanting to see all that. Um, but yeah, with the critical thinking, I definitely think you have to go more of like challenging yourself on looking at things. And I think that kind of leads to. One of the questions Ken asked me earlier before we started, but um, it starts with a little bit of a story. So let's go ahead and get into that story.
1: So the question that I had for Laura, and this happened after I had this conversation with my PTs. So now both are on the same page. Both know that I want to improve myself as a PTA, get better at treatments. And one thing is the experience alone my my experience is multiplied by five is not even one of their experience mm-hmm. both the, both of them together have over 20 years of experience i don't even come close so it's definitely something that will take time and i know that and it's still kind of frustrating because i want to i'm the type of person that i want to get better and i want to get better quick i yeah. will look up everything that i can in order to improve myself but unfortunately, this is one of those things that just won't happen without the experience. Mm-hmm. And Laura and I had a podcast episode a long time ago of knowledge versus experience. And I remember at the beginning of that episode, I was leaning more towards knowledge. And the more we talked about it at the very end, I was like, nope, you're experience all the way.
0: <laughs> and I, I would be like... Experience. You win experience at
1: first yeah you went experience first and i, I went knowledge there. and the more you backed up your side of it i was like you're right i i, <laughs> I agree experience i think, I think it better. was the
0: only time i got ken to, to join my side <laughs> to
1: change my mind <laughs> so now that my pts were on the same page both i want to improve uh, my pt went into an eval and so began the questions and again i one has the manual skills out of this world that I can't compete with. And the other one has knowledge out of this world that I also can't compete with. So he comes up to me, he did an eval. And it was a patient's gate that he was showing me. So he recorded a patient's gate. He told me, Hey, watch this and tell me what you see. So here begins my assessing critical thinking practice. Same day that I told him I wanted to talk about which is great because that's what I want to practice. And looking at the gates, I started looking at stride light. I started looking at where the knees were, if there was some valve on the barrel. I started looking at external internal rotation. How many toes can I see on each side? And um, she striking with her heels. Where do her toes lift off? Nothing really looked out of, the, out of the norm for me except that her left hip was higher than her right her entire gate cycle. Nothing ever changed.
0: I thought it was her right was higher than her left.
1: No, her left is higher than oh, her. Oh,
0: okay. Either way, I was still right when I answered your question. Just switch sides.
1: So, I noticed that her left was higher than her right, and that throughout her gait cycle, it didn't move. It almost looked like her hips were still while the rest of her body was moving. It was kind of weird. So, we kind of came to that conclusion, and then he asked me Okay, well, with with that just that knowledge there alone, what can you tell me? Would you like to answer this part, Laura?
0: Well, you—I answered it to you. So, like, my so just so everybody knows, Ken told me the story beforehand because uh, he was like, "Do you want to know now or do you want to know later?" And I was like, "Well, I was like, how much thinking am I going to do?" He goes, "Quite a lot." And I was like, "Well, let me do it now, so that in that way I didn't have some awkward pauses on here." Um, but really it came down to me. I, I figured there was some weakness going on in her hip and then also some tightness going on or, were, were my two general guesses right off the bat. Um, I didn't think it was a leg discrepancy issue because of the fact that, um, it was more of the hips height was actually different. So I figured she was uneven on her hips. Uh, again, this is all me going off of what Ken told me and no videos. <laughs> Which makes it even harder. Unfortunately,
1: I can't supply you the video because I
0: don't have it. So, which, come to find out, I wasn't far off of.
1: Yeah, well, with Lori just telling me that there's some weakness and some tightness, unfortunately, my PT would not accept that as an answer. He (laughs) wants specific structures as to what's going on.
0: He Um, wanted the name. He wanted more names. he, he He wanted a specific name for that gate pattern because that's what that is.
1: So then he threw in a little bit of context. He threw in that there was some tender to palpation along the the left iliac crest, so the left blue mead. And then there was some tender to palpation along the deep XR rotators on the right. So he's like, okay, well, now with those tender to palpations locations, what more can you tell me? And it just ended up being that what he was looking for is that the patient's displaying with a straight Trendelingberg. There is no rise or lower. I know there's a difference between positive and negative, like a positive mm-hmm. Trendelenburg, I can't remember which on which right now, but it was just a constant state of Trendelenburg. So with that information, now he's like, okay, well, what do you, what should we do for this patient, or what does the tender to palpation along the deep external rotators on the right tell you. So there now you start the critical thinking skills, trying to think of, oh, okay, what's the problem? What's going on? I was trying to look at, am trying to remember from the video, well, there's no external or internal rotation happening along the right hip. So I don't know if it's really tightness. And he said, yes, he thinks it's more weakness. And then also the left glute meat is also weak considering he can't hold the right hip up. So now we start just kind of discussing, walking through this patient's treatment plan. And now he's posing more questions. What exercises and trying to think of them in a in a functional standpoint would you do for this patient?
0: I was like, you better put that functional part in because <laughs> so in my head,
1: <laughs> Well, cause so yeah, when he first said that, he's like, What exercise would you do for this patient? So I was like, what would you do? Just hammer out clamp shells all day? For her right side. I'm like, would you even do it on her left? He said, well, you're already there. Why would you do it on both sides? And then he told me, okay, well, what functional activities would you do for this patient? So this is the next question I proposed to Laura. Can you think of any functional activities that you would perform for this patient that would strengthen her external rotators?
0: I did. I thought of quite a few. I d- thought about doing some squats um within uh her feet more of an external her well her feet her hips more of an external position um also doing with some step-ups with some resistance on the side uh we talked about doing some lateral walks we talked about doing some monster walks some backwards walks um but apparently those were not functional enough apparently
1: well it wasn't that they weren't functional enough again he was looking for a specific answer almost he was
0: looking for one exercise at the same time I didn't
1: even suggest any of the ones that you suggested
0: okay?
1: because I can tell he was looking for a specific one but I do agree that the ones he did mention are all more functional on top of
0: strengthening our <laughs> external rotators yeah because at this point so you're going to do an overall hip strengthening program anyways so no matter what because there's usually hand-in-hand hand, and core, too. So, they're going to go hand-in-hand. Hand.
1: So, areas he wanted to focus on were strengthening her right external rotators as well as the QL and glue meat on the left side. And I guess both sides. He says he's going to strengthen both. He's already there. Why not? And in my head, I kind of got stuck with the, the scoliosis way of thinking. So, when you have scoliosis, you have... You want to strengthen one side but stretch the other. Mm-hmm. So then I was thinking about this approach for the like for this patient. I was like, well, why don't you want to stretch the side that's lifted, so her left QL, for example, and then strengthen her right QL so they come into a balance. And this is where things got super complicated to the point where it's just like we just kept going back and forth and I can't recall this whole conversation. But He the way he was, it ended was you have two completely different sides, versus before the spine, it's almost one one segment one thing. Yeah, so it's different working with the hips than it is with the spine. That's kind of what we concluded. I'm 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 sure I'm gonna have to talk to him about it again to really fully understand it in total. But he's like, if you're gonna strengthen one hip to strengthen both hips you wouldn't want to stretch one side more than the other side you just want to strengthen both at the same time
0: and then you usually stretch out both in in certain aspects and it, you'll so also stretch them, out uh, in a good yeah you get them in a good regimen and then you add some again we work above and below the joints usually affected so then you start adding some core stability in too and everything like that with it so or at least that's how after, we, told,
1: after we talked about this question laura said her brain hurt after we discussed well, it yes that's because she like was, I was wondering what we were very, talking about today you were doing very, good but then you forgot what we were talking about today i did and i said <laughs> critical thinking and i'm like do you not feel like you just critically thought your way through that whole question there
0: <laughs> i mixed it up guys i thought it was something <laughs> else it was a different c-word communication and i was like man we've done i feel like we've done communication And kids like we're doing critical thinking i was like Oh, I I prepped I prepped uh, for the other one. All right, well, that's all right. I got I feel like I got a lot of that under my belt. Which again, it does come with time. Like, um, and I'm gonna put this out there honestly. I don't do well with this type of way of thinking. I don't learn well this way. I don't learn very well with under pressure, um, questioning. It's just not. It puts too much anxiety on me. I feel like if I answer it incorrect, and this comes back to a little bit of, like, the way I was treated in my clinical rotation, so I felt like I was getting quizzed every day versus being taught. And I like to be taught, not quizzed, to a certain extent. Like, I do like answering these questions, and with Ken, like, I could do this, but um, honestly, with our old boss, I-, I can't handle the way he approaches me. It feels For more like a boss, rigorous. my current boss. Yes, I wasn't <laughs> going to say that one. I've had other bosses, too, um, but... <laughs> It, it always felt more of a, like a quiz approach versus like a teaching moment. Um, but that's it was not pretty necessi- funny.
1: Well, what I was going to say, as he was asking me the questions, okay. the other PT was also on the show. Both PTs, right? And he was asking me the questions. As he was asking me the questions, my other PT would nod his head or shake his head, depending on what he was asking me so i was answering all his questions and he was like you're doing pretty good i'm like yeah because he's giving me all the answers so i started dying <laughs> he got mad at him for it. He was like what are you doing it's supposed to be a teaching moment
0: but like and i was in, like what kind of knew is him.
1: but he but, was just kind of nonchalantly i don't think he was doing it on purpose he was just kind of answering it himself like
0: oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah he's thinking through but the yeah. thing is, is like right there that my that thought process is why i don't do well with his questioning And the reason is, is because he thinks if someone else is helping you along to get to the answer, you're not being taught, which and honestly, you're still being taught if he's kind of walking you in the right direction. Um, Now, again, that's a way to ease into your critical thinking and go back to it. Um, But it doesn't necessarily guys like I, I just want to say this because, again, this is not a way I learn very well. I'm a one who like I like to go up. And I'll talk it through with my therapist and be like, hey, so I was thinking this, this and this because of this reason. Is that correct? Or like, what would you do that you would suggest better? That's my way of critically thinking things out and talking to them. So like there's like Ken was saying, there's definitely different ways of going about this. He loves to get quiz guys. Don't get me wrong. like Ken loves to have these questions. No, I like I to I
1: do have. the quizzing.
0: He does that, too.
1: <laughs> I learn better doing quizzing.
0: You, you do, but, like, you at the same time like these thrown at you, so you have to I don't know if it. you were
1: in the room there at the same time as he was throwing all these questions. You you'd you'd never like, mind, are you, are change, are you, okay? do you mind. <laughs> I would have been like, I don't know. I'm just I'm kind of Ken's literally right now. seen me break on. down
0: of, like, I can't think at all when he asks me questions sometimes. Like, there was a debate on cupping. And moving the cupping around my foot one time, he's like, Why would you do that? And I was like, Uh, 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 I can't think anymore. <laughs> and Kel's like, Are you know okay? That. And I was like, No. <laughs> but it's, it's because it's again, definitely... I don't do well with <laughs> being grilled. But some people thrive off of that, which is okay. And so you do have to find the right way of the best way to approach critically thinking with you. And that might be sometimes having um i actually enjoyed this a lot during school having mock cases find mock cases and look at it break it down and then run it or have your pt um if they're willing to give you like a a kind of a mock case of an eval that they just did and say hey think through this like what do, what are you thinking without the diagnosis um so that's kind I of what know, he did with the gate. yeah
1: it's just gate's so hard especially here. I don't know if, it's, if anybody else is on the same page as far as PTAs goes. And yes, I do think we should do an episode on G. Uh, the GATE is taught for us as PTAs, but only, I feel like, to the extent of passing a test. Yes. Again, I don't think we should be analyzing GATE to the extreme like PTs do. But I do feel like we are missing some areas where we could critically think ourselves through some situations if we understood gate better
0: i agree um i've honestly i my gate was so 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 weak when i first started school like it it like that's why trendelenburg didn't even come to mind because honestly like gate for me is still like in layman terms like that's how i remember i don't i don't remember everything in medical terms um so like i would never have gotten to trend trendelenburg just because that's not where my brain's going type thing. Um, but I will say again, as you start to work on it more, you start to critically think. Like I've lately, I've actually my PT made fun of me because I would actually do a lot more gait with a lot of our patients than she would. She's like, you just she goes, and I bill for gate too. Like that was the best part, is I would get to bill for it. But I would just go on on a lot of gait issues because we had a lot of patients With balance issues, gait issues, toe, heel to toe is such a big issue with our geriatric population, Um, narrow base of support, all that kind of stuff. Like you start to see that a lot more. And so once you start realizing it, you can really start to work on it. And um, it is definitely one that you have to think through a little bit like of, okay, how is this functional? How can I better this? Uh, Sometimes it's a lot of cueing and that kind of stuff, too. So I don't know. it comes with practice guys i know that sounds tough and
1: so i have a list of ways to help develop one's critical thinking skills it's kind of how i wanted to end the episode so laura i don't know if you have any more thoughts on the matter before i kind of go through this
0: no i think my one thought will probably be at the end and i kind of already touched a little bit so
1: so the first one is practice active listening And I think that kind of goes together with making sure you understand what's happening and seeking Mm -hmm. that clarification and just making sure you understand the form of treatment, why you're doing what you're doing, and then proceeding from there. If you don't, ask questions.
0: Yeah. And this goes with like evals, understanding where the PT wants to go, all that kind of stuff, why they're doing the treatment that they're doing. Ask questions. Which is
1: going to lead to the next one is questions. (laughs) <laughs> Questioning assumptions as well, so just kind of asking yourself why you're doing what you're doing. We often find ourselves, and I I can already know right now if I have a patient who's a knee, I already have a knee program in my head that's pretty basic. But if you yeah. question yourself as to a deeper understanding of why you're doing what you're doing, I feel like that can help improve your critical thinking skills. Yeah. Now, number three is going to go into what Bart was saying as far as ways he believes are ways you can improve your critical thinking skills, and that's just develop analytical reading habits. So reading that evidence-based practice, reading different journals, and just taking knowledge from different sources, that way you can practice more evidence-based methods. And that's also going to go into like another one I had later on, which is and just evidence-based thinking. So both ways you can improve your critical and critical thinking skills. Mm-hmm. Um, Laura talked about this one as well. Seek out different viewpoints. Yep. So asking, asking me my big thing. The opinions of other people, different methods. Laura since she's had this conversation with her PT as well. Um, this is a good one with me and my PT engage in debates and discussions so, <laughs> i don't do
0: well with that one
1: <laughs> i don't Discussion. think either of us really do Debate. discussions sure but <laughs> debates it's really hard to win because there's just there's no one and like i said he's extremely smart so there's not much that can get past them
0: extremely smart but doesn't Did always I? have the right answers he still owes me a lunch <laughs> 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 he, um, another he came one came down is, to that Medicare rule, guys. He swore by it. I had it right. He looked it up. <laughs> he owes me lunch. I was so happy. I don't even day.
1: know what number we're on <laughs> now, but we're gonna go of order because I feel like some of them kind of go together. Yeah, um, enhancing problem solving skills. So that's just and that could be
0: like the kind of the just the mock cases,
1: the mock cases. Yeah. Getting a little practice, one of those, seeing if you can work your way through it before the PT's input comes in mm-hmm. and seeing if you can kind of get ahead of that. Mm-hmm. Now, um, practice reflection. I feel like this is a good one for a lot of people. Just kind of think about the patients you treated. Do you feel like your methods were effective? As well as the next time you see them, you can ask them how the treatment went. Yeah. So you can reflect on your previous treatments with the patients coming back.
0: Well, and that goes back to that's how you also strengthen your uh, critical thinking, because if the patient comes back and says, hey, I'm worse or this didn't work at all, you do have to think of outside the box of maybe like, hey, trying something else or mixing it up or, you know, even doing things that aren't the norm. Like we have a patient who does not respond well to doing a full 60 minutes. Pro- Honestly, it's probably a little bit of mentality with her. But, hey, if we can do 45 minutes and she comes back saying she feels better the next time, you know what? You do 45 minutes. So mixing it up a little bit with that, you know, reflecting on the treatment and everything like that.
1: The next one we have is cultivate curiosity. And I feel like that goes along with questioning assumptions, asking questions. Just be curious. And I think that's kind of how my whole thing started was I was curious i was looking for ways to improve myself so i started mm-hmm. asking more questions i talked to my BTS. sat down with him and asked him how he improved how did he get to where he is because we do have a lot of patients that only really want to work with him and i know it's because he's so good at what he does and i asked how can i get from where i am to where he is so yeah. having that curiosity helps spark these questions these ideas And ultimately, will help you lead into the critical thinking aspect of things. Agree. And the last one I have is to remain open-minded and encourage intellectual humility. It's one of those things where, especially with my PT, try not to think any questions a dumb question. And Laura (laughs) kind of knows what I mean by that. But just ask questions. It's better to
0: ask guys than assume.
1: Yeah, don't assume you know everything. Yeah.
0: It's okay that you don't.
1: So knowing that you will have questions, that there are no stupid questions, in the end will just help you become a better therapist.
0: And then I had one that's not on your list. Um, That's last. And it is practice. Practice all these different ways. Practice asking. Practice you know your skills off to the side, practice looking at people. Honestly, my favorite thing to do is people watch. And I'll tell you, I try to work on analyzing my gait that way. It might not be in the clinic. It might be just things I see. And I might look things up later when I see it. But practice is going to get you better. But until next time, guys, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and on uh, oh, YouTube. Oh, my gosh, I blinked for a second. Uh, Instagram if you guys want to reach out to us please do Uh, we've had a couple of you guys reach out for questions and other uh, stuff and it's been absolutely amazing honestly you know we really do this just to try to help each other in our field and improve and we're so lucky to have all the guests that we've had on lately Um, if you would like to be a guest please reach out to us let us know and we'll work on setting up a time with you Uh, until next time though catch you guys later